want to live a high vibe life with radiant energy levels, juicy sexual vitality, and have great success manifesting abundance in your life. Welcome to the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast, where we dive deep into sexual mastery and how to use sexual energy to magnetize your ideal life. Welcome, everyone. Today, I wanted to talk about clearing blockages, uh, clearing obstructions to the flow of life force in your body, in your energy body, right? So this is a really important principle in sexual Kung Fu, in sexual cultivation, of course, living on, you know, the physical plane, living in the physical plane in general, uh, is that many of us are carrying these blockages in our energetic system, right? And especially this is very, very relevant to sexual cultivation. And we could say upgrading your sexual experience because for men, if you want to learn to have non-ejaculatory orgasms, have full body orgasms, be able to hold this strong charge of sexual energy in your body, then it's really important that your energy body is open and capable of circulating this powerful current of energy that you're going to be building, right? Otherwise, think it's, things get stuck, things get blocked, and you short, you short circuit. And so our bodies are made of energy, right? There's this energetic infrastructure that's creating our bodies. This is the one of the primary function, uh, primary understandings of Chinese medicine and the, the model that Chinese medicine uses in looking at the human body is, is seeing us as an energetic matrix. And as this, this energy moves through these various pathways, these various directions, these yin and yang currents within the body, you know, up and down, left and right. And this energy crystallizes, it slows down in vibration and forms our physical body. And so it's this, it's this constant communication, this flow of energy through our body, through our system. And it's both flowing between our bodies and nature, between our bodies and the people around us, right? So it's this flow of energy. But what happens for many of us is that we start to develop blockages. We start, we start to develop tension patterns within our mind and body, tension patterns within our body, our bodies. And this starts to slow down this flow of life force within the body, blockages. And this is why, you know, I've, I've talked about this many times, but this is why when we're younger, when we're children, we're just super open, we're super vibrant, our energy is just flowing, you know, we're not stuck in rigid patterns, we're not stuck in like prejudices and things like that. We just are in the moment, we're just here with pure presence in this beautiful flowing energy, all this creative energy. And as we start to get older, we become a bit more rigid, right? As we experience stress, as we experience traumas, difficult experiences in life, we begin to tell the life force, I can't handle this much openness. I can't handle this much flow. I need to constrict this flow a bit to kind of make things uh, less intense for me. And so we constrict the flow of energy in our bodies. We, we develop blockages in this flow of energy. And so in some way this protects us, right? But it also greatly limits our experience. <clears throat> and after years of having these blockages, they can start to manifest as very strong rigidities in our lives, you know, being stuck in certain emotional patterns, being stuck in anger, being stuck in frustration, being stuck in, you know, rigid belief systems. It can even go as far as to create diseases in our body, physical diseases. And so this is important, a very important thing to understand just in general for being able to maintain a state of well-being and balance, right? But it's especially important when you're looking at, again, upgrading your sexual experience because you really want to have this proper infrastructure, this energetic infrastructure in place before you start 
playing around with sexual energy on a higher level because it's we could say your energetic infrastructure this meridian system of your body the higher quality it is the more integrity it has the safer it's going to be for you to play with these high voltage currents of energy right as you're cultivating more energy through qigong and through sexual practices and if you have faulty wiring that's ungrounded you know it can lead to certain issues and i'm going to lead you guys through a practice we're going to do a really cool uh, energy clearing practice here in a moment but so almost all of us have some kind of blockage around sexuality because we're taught to be you know shameful of our certain parts of our body uh we're we're taught to be shameful about certain acts of sex and things like that guilty about these things and it creates all this blockage and this split uh men especially tend to have this blockage between their sexual center and their heart center these two things are completely separated right a lot of men have never connected their heart and their sexual center through sex and this is something i was talking about with uh the group from multi-orgasmic man in our last call the other day um one of the guys saying that he had never really felt this connection between the heart center and the sexual center and that's you know something he's working on and so basically if you want to increase your energy levels if you want to increase your health your emotional well-being and of course your sexual experience then it's really important to really look at this really look at okay where might i be blocked in my body notice where you have like patterns of strong tension if you have you know like uh trigger points and things like that all these these stuck areas of the body where the tissues are physically stuck and things aren't circulating so well look at where you have blockages in your mind in your emotions like do you have certain negative patterns that are repeating do you have certain like thought loops these negative thought loops you get stuck in right and especially when it comes to sex and your sexual experience noticing where you're blocked in that area do you have trouble opening to other people do you have trouble um receiving pleasure do you have trouble giving yourself pleasure right do you feel guilt and shame around that so just looking at all these areas of your life and noticing where you're blocked and maybe you know thinking about having some sort of practice where you're addressing this addressing blockages in the, in the body and again i'm going to lead you guys through a really cool practice we're going to do some clearing here in a second but um, I want to share some of the tools that I found the most helpful for me personally. When I really started to understand this, you know, over a decade ago, when I was beginning my training in uh, having in, uh, developing an internal practice, right? When I was getting into meditation, I st first started practicing yoga. I started to really see how blocked I was in my mind and my body and how I'd been playing out these patterns over and over. And once I started to go into my body, go into my mind and start to release these things, it was amazing for me what started to shift. Um, so meditation, I think, is a very important practice. You know, getting out of this outside world, starting to go within. A lot of people are this intense, introspective process of seeing really what's within yourself. But, you know, engaging in it with self-love and compassion and uh, a willingness to improve yourself and to release the, the, the past, basically, right? It's very, very healing. So meditation is really powerful. And there's all kinds of different meditation practices, right? Qigong, I think, is my personal favorite tool for overall uh, energy cultivation, for clearing especially. Qigong basically teaches you to directly tap into your energetic system, to create flows, to create these uh, energetic boundaries, to clear out your energy system, to bring in fresh energy, right? Bringing in the new, clearing out the old. Qigong is a phenomenal practice. I've got many Qigong uh, practices on my YouTube channel. Check out my Qigong playlist. Highly recommend that for a daily practice. You know, yoga is great as well. Yoga, you stretch, open up the body. That can help open up the meridian system as well, get a bit more flexible, release some of this stiffness and rigidity. 
um, there's many tools, you know, going to a body worker, going to a healer, you know, a therapist, whatever. There's, there's so many tools, but just allowing yourself some space in your life to do this inner work, to start to create more flow, more movement, to allow yourself to let go. So I want to share a practice with you guys uh, in, in tandem with this, this concept of specific energy meridian in the body, the gallbladder meridian. Why am I choosing the gallbladder? Seems kind of random. Um, this is actually very, very relevant for, you know, the gallbladder is all about, it tends to hold on to old thought forms, especially old kind of angers and frustrations and things like that. It really pulls us back into the past. So if you're stuck in these like old thought forms, oh, who's my Instagram connection? If you're stuck in these old thought forms, these old angers, these old, you know, grudges and things like that, then it's very much can be linked to the gallbladder system, right? Which ne doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the actual physical gallbladder, but it's this meridian system, right? Every organ in Chinese medicine has, there, there's these 12 meridians, right? The 12 superficial meridians that correspond to an organ system. And really they're different, we could say qualities of energy, uh, different aspects of our experience of life and even the higher dimensions as well. So gallbladder channel, it's a bit of a, uh, a, a crazy like spaghetti loop of current through the body. So I'm not going to, you know, worry about showing you the whole channel, basically your temples, right? Find this soft spot on your temples, right? Just in front of your ears, a bit behind your eyes here. The gallbladder channel basically goes like this up over the ears, back down, up over the head, down the sides of the body. It ends at the, the second smallest toe, right? But basically we're just going to be concerned with this area here, the temples. And just, you can kind of like take your fingers, press there, and just kind of sweep over the ears like that. Just having this intention of opening this area up and then take your your second smallest toe so if this was my foot this would be my big toe right i'm talking about the second smallest toe here take both of them and just kind of squeeze them take your finger touch it and just squeeze it a few times so this helps to open up this channel we want to create sort of a, a, a it's like pulling out a cork on a tube to clear it out so we did that now we're ready to do the practice all we're going to do is to take a breath in and we're going to create a sound, right? And if you're somewhere where it's not appropriate to create a sound, just make an internal sound. Just imagine that you're creating this vibration. But using this vibration helps to open this channel and clear it out. So as you're doing this, just imagine that you're vibrating this area here, the temple area, and that that's moving down besides the body through the legs and out that second large, uh, second smallest toe in the feet. All right, let's do it. So, so place your fingers against your temples. Inhale into this area. Just vibrate through the channel. And then just feel, what did that do? If anything, so just take a passive moment here. We'll do another one. Again, take a breath in, place your fingers against the temples, clearing down the sides of the body and out the little toe as you create a vibration or an internal vibration. Just imagine it's happening if you're in an area where it's inappropriate to do so. And again, just feel. Notice how the quality of your mind changes a bit after that. You probably feel this like lightness or this little like tingliness in the temple area. 
And we'll do one more. Inhale into the temples, vibrating through the temples, down the side of the body, out the second large, second smallest toe. And again, just feel going within. All right, so we just did a nice little energetic clearing practice, right? So the sound specifically isn't that important. I, I personally use that sound because I feel it, it really vibrates this head area, but you can use any sound. The whole thing here is intention. Once you have the intention of doing this and you kind of gain the awareness of the general area of the meridian and you tend using your mind to clear through it, you can do it, right? This is basically what acupuncturists are doing it, but you're, this is what acupuncturists do with needles, but you're doing it with your, uh, with your mind awareness, creating a sound, right? Clearing out that channel. So you can use this for any of the energy channels. You can look up, you know, uh, 12 meridians of the body, look up kind of what they correlate to as far as emotions and things like that. Or you can just intuitively be like, okay, I've got this stuck area in my body. I've got this certain emotion kind of feels like it's in my heart area and just create a vibration intending to like release this, like a cloud of smoke from your body. Right? So we're very powerful, right? We have the ability to heal ourselves. We have the ability to create changes within our minds and our bodies, but you have to do something, right? You have to take an action and to have to use that intention and create almost this like ritualistic practice. We're doing it right and that will create a change. So again, this is a really great sexual cultivation. I, the first thing I always teach when I'm teaching you know, the sexual Kung Fu system is how to clear because it's so important. Because if you just start adding new energy to what you already have, it's like your cup's full and you're trying to stack, you know, cram more in there. You just don't have room and it can just overheat you. It can amplify your weird patterns and things like that when you start, you know, adding more sexual energy, adding more gasoline to the fire. So you start with clearing. You clear the imbalances in your mind and body, clear the blockages within your system. It's like you're weeding your garden before you plant the seeds. Now you have a clear space to, to start afresh, right? Now your cup's empty and you can put something new in it. So... Um, yeah, there's a really solid practice guys. Again, you can use that, spend a couple minutes doing that when you need it throughout the day. And you might be amazed at, um, what, how things start to change. And specifically, again, this gallbladder and this, this thing of holding onto angers and frustrations from the past, very, very relevant for the world now, because people are, you know, there's a lot of anger in the world. There's a lot of frustration and regardless of what it's aimed towards or what's causing it. It seems like it's being redirected towards, you know, people are redirecting it to their fellow humans around them. You know, it's like, oh, you have this different belief system. Now I'm going to unleash all this anger on you. You know, we're seeing a lot of that. And, you know, this is what starts wars. This is what starts the horrific things humans can do to each other. So rather than trying to externally complete your angers by unloading it on someone else, you learn to clear the pattern from your mind and your body. It's gone. Now you don't have to be pissed off at anyone, right? So just this holistic way of managing your, your mind and your body is what I think people on the planet really need right now. And that's what sexual Kung Fu is all about. So there you have it guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open up to questions. If you have any questions, feel free to type it in the chat box and I will cover some questions right now. I love that practice. My, I feel so light like my head just like because the gallbladder really relates again to our thoughts and our our head also like our sensory input right 
the channel starts right next to the eyes. And so it's just, it's interesting how, how efficiently that just clears the system out. It's really nice. It's like internally, you know, brushing your teeth or something. <laughs> Mel Present says, how many times do you do that exercise? Usually I do it in sets of three, like what I just did. Um, I work with a lot of the other Meridians as well. Um, but yeah, so you, I like to do it in sets of three. If it's like something really intense, I'm like, I really got to clear this thing out. Maybe I'll spend more time doing it, do it nine times, 12 times, whatever. But even once is going to create a significant difference. So it's like, you know, how, how uh, strong is the issue you're working with? And... How much time do you have to practice, I guess? We'll determine how, how long you spend on that. Tina says, hey, Tina. Tina says, six healing sounds. What are your thoughts on doing the specific arm motions with them that correspond to the organs? Are there noticeable benefits to including them? Thank you. So this is another really, really great um, energetic clearing practice that I teach in my course called the six healing sounds. In fact, we'll do, let, let's add in one of the six healing sounds right now. So inhale, as you breathe up, feel like this, this, this will work with the liver, which is partnered with the gallbladder in Chinese medicine. The liver is the yin organ, the gallbladder is the yang organ of the wood element. So now we're going to clear the liver, which also tends to harbor anger and frustration, things like that. So take your hands, inhale, Breathe into the liver, which is underneath the right side of the ribs. Feel like you're breathing in green, like the energy of nature, trees, grass, you know, growing things, that wood energy as you inhale. As you exhale, lift your hands up into the left and exhale a SH sounds. Here we go. And feel like you're blowing out a cloud of smoke from the liver. Again. Green light into the liver, exhale up into the left, release any anger, any frustration. One more time. And just feel, smile to the liver, hold your liver with, put your hands there, love your liver. Feel kindness, feel generosity. All right. That's one of the six healing sounds. Another great practice to do. Uh, but as far as Tina, what you're asking about the arm motions with the organs, uh, I would say there is benefits doing them, but they're not essential, right? The main thing is just intention. You can use your mind to work with the organ, clearing the energy. That's great. The arms are just kind of like an X, the arm motion, arm motions are just kind of like adding to that a little bit, right? kind of directing the energy out of the body. Some of them, especially like the, the lung sound and the heart sound, you know, we kind of stretch that meridian pathway, which helps open up that meridian as well. You know, lung, large intestine meridian, you stretch that open, clear it out. So I think that they, they help, but it's not essential, right? Bam, 626 Bam says, I missed it. What did you do? Check out the replay. Uh, all the lives are on my arc, uh, archived on my Instagram. Um, I think in my IGTV or something like that. I also upload them all. They're all on my YouTube, right? So just check it out. And go through it. The True Bryant said, where did you learn this? It's kind of a combination of my own intuitive development of practice and working with Meridians and also a practice I learned from uh, 
Matthew Mornian, who's a friend of mine. I, I went through his, I'm going actually still going through his, his program. Um, he works with kind of a little more esoteric energy, energy stuff, some higher dimensional stuff, but also works with the Meridian system. So. Francisco Beckman says, could you make videos on energy blockages? I also have a few on this already, basically. I have one I released in the past few months. I think I called it how to clear negative emotions, which is, you know, clear blockages as well. So that's a great one. Louis Andreo, and, and sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Louis says, how do you overcome the pain in your arms when doing Zhan Zhuang? Well, first of all, be careful with pain. If it's joint pain, something's wrong, but usually you're not gonna have joint pain in the arms for doing Zhan Zhuang. It's usually something that will manifest in the knees or the hips if something's out of alignment, right? So as far as just the like muscular aching <laughs> from you know the, the tension in the shoulders, you're holding positions, it's just, you have to you release through it basically. Um, relax more and more it shows you where you're blocked basically right and it's also just a matter of kind of building your system as well to be able to hold these positions as your your it's, it kind of works the tendons the the fascia as well versus just using straight muscles like we're used to it develops a different kind of strength in your body which is why this is such a foundational training for internal martial arts it develops a lot of power but yeah it's just a matter of relaxing more and releasing your mind from the the discomfort of it basically it's it's definitely kind of a trial by fire practice it's it's an amazing amazing training though i love Zhang Zhuang. it's my personal favorite practice it's one thing i do every every single day i have done so for eight years the true bryant says i'm reading david data's enlightened sex have you read this i've read several of his books i don't recall if i've read that one off the top of my head but his stuff's pretty great definitely anupam sharma says sorry for an unrelated question love the glow on your face please please share your skincare routine i don't really have like a specific skincare routine other than you know my trying to live a healthy lifestyle i eat healthy foods you know um i stay hydrated I exercise. I don't put toxic chemicals on or in my body. You know, I get, I get outside in nature. I get sun on my skin as much as I can, but I don't specifically like put products on my face or anything like that. I also don't, you know, ejaculate recklessly <laughs> every day. <laughs> Firegate says thoughts on cannabis and sexuality. Um, there's a lot of things I could say here. I would say that with entheogens in general, psychoactive substances, it, it, there's a plus and a negative, right? A lot of people like to have cannabis, I mean, just in general, but also for, for sexuality because they find it as sort of a, a sen sensory enhancement. It's like, it makes some people feel it enhances the experience for them. And so sure it could be nice for that and it helps some people kind of get out of their minds in their body just open up to a more energetic experience so that's fine but kind of my thing is like why do you need something external to do this that's this is what really interested me interested me in practicing qigong practicing internal arts really developing 
basically the ability to get into the same states without relying on external substances. Some of the downsides to cannabis are that, you know, causes brain fog. It can also kind of disrupt your hormones a bit. If you do it every day, there's some kind of evidence suggesting that it can lower testosterone levels. It can in increase prolactin levels. I personally noticed in the past that when I, whenever I would have cannabis, the next day I felt my sexual energy was much lower, I would say. So um, there's a, there's a, a plus and a negative to it, right? So that's why I don't recommend doing these things every day. But, you know, if you really want to now and then, it's fine. Maros says, what source of what source of information about Chinese medicine would you recommend? Thank you. That's a great question. Um, because <laughs> my information has really come from one source. And I haven't, you know, I haven't taken like a formal education course in Chinese medicine. Most of it's come from a lot of my teachers and books I've read and things like that. So it's kind of difficult for me to really direct you in one, one source. I would say get books on it. Uh, do your research. Just, you know, learn about the five elements, learn about the meridian system. So basic Chinese medicine stuff. I'm, I'm definitely not like an expert. You know, Chinese medicine is something that people go through the equivalent of like, you know, if you're going to become a doctor, that's the equivalent of training to become because you, you are a doctor, right? Just from a different uh, lineage, a different type of training. So um, I would say some of my teachers who really shared some hel helpful information on Chinese medicine, of course, Montauk Chia, Michael Wynn, Damon Mitchell's got some great stuff on Chinese medicine. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do your research. Slim Dizul says, what's your ejaculation frequency? Currently, mine is about once a month with my partner during sex because, you know, after eight years of practicing sexual kung fu, um, I found that currently for me, my that's my ideal frequency, basically. If I go longer than that, sometimes my sex drive kind of diminishes. Uh, testosterone seems lower, which seems to be the case for a lot of other guys as well. So, But when I was first getting into uh, sexual kung fu and semen retention, I would go, you know, as long as I could, basically, right, when I was single, I didn't want to just like masturbate and ejaculate. I wouldn't do that. So um, I would go for longer than that. But again, that's currently what works the best for me. What makes me the feel the best overall. So something that you'll come to by experimentation, I would say. Alchemical gland destination says, what are your thoughts on astrology and what's your sun moon and rising uh astrology is great you know it's it's the study of how the celestial bodies affect us we are a microcosm of these you know it's it's these cycles right we're we're cells in a cosmic org organism and it's this as above so below so astrology can definitely affect us right but i don't have this belief like some people everything's like it's like oh well, this happened because you know mercury retrograde oh it's, this is just my Pisces nature, um, I don't let it control me. You know, you always have a choice. There's so many other factors and, you know, the free will is the biggest factor in who we're going to become. But astrology kind of helps you understand maybe some of the potential influences that can affect you. But it's definitely not like this is your destiny because, you know, so, yeah, I, I'm not like I, I don't really study astrology much. It's not something that's like interested me that much. There's so many people doing astrology. It's just it's never quite been my thing, but it's definitely interesting. And I've, you know, I've learned some. I've had like full astrological readings. And for me, it was like, that's cool. That's interesting. Then I just kind of forgot about it all. It's like, well, all right, <laughs> what do I do with this? 
it, it can kind of again it can kind of give you things to to look out for i guess but i'm kind of more of the free will like i want to create whatever whatever i want to create right and not feel like i have to surrender my power to outside sources having said that um i don't honestly remember my sun moon rising um i'm a capricorn purchase in january <laughs> i forget <laughs> there's definitely some strong scorpio in my chart though you know scorpios uh people with strong scorpio are often interested in you know, sex, sexuality, sexual practices. Derek Trevino, what's up, brother? Derek says, I've always been a little bit confused on how to properly take herbs. From my understanding, herbs should be kind of cycled through instead of being taken every day indefinitely. How do you know the ideal amount and ideal frequency to take herbs? Good question. First of all, I'm not an herbalist, you know, again, becoming an herbalist is <laughs> a f again, kind of that like doctor level of training in some ways, but I've looked a lot into herbalism and, you know, I've been taking herbs for quite a long time. So I would say uh, it depends, right? It's, it depends on what your goals are, why you're taking supplements. Some herbs should definitely be cycled on, but there are certain, you know, the tonic herbs that you can take indefinitely. Things like ashwagandha, you know, goji berries that are simply help you to build your system, right? But other things like, especially some of the like hormone support things like Tonkat, Ali, Tribulus, some of these things, you want to cycle those, right? I take Tonkat on, I think I take about, I take it two weeks on and one week off. That's about my cycle through that. So it's... Working with an herbalist, I think, is the best way to really understand because they're trained to really, you know, know these things, especially like Chinese herbalism, which is very, very in-depth, very, uh, very medical, really. Another thing that's, you know, what was a big game game changer for me was learning to do muscle testing, uh, which is basically you, you're talking to your body, you're talking to your subconscious, right? I have to do have someone else do this for me. Uh, my partner, Mariah, and I learned how to do this, and it's been phenomenal because now we can literally talk to each other's bodies, which is really your subconscious, which knows a lot more than you do. And it knows exactly what it needs. Um, and this is what I basically use to determine all the supplements I take and some of the foods I eat. So I know that like, this is actually what's supporting my body, not just what, like I read an article that says I should do this. So, you know, it's been very helpful, I would say. So it depends. It depends what herb you're taking. It depends why you're taking it, right? It's going to depend like what your regimen should be with it. Amon, it reb. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. It says, what's the best practices to do in the morning versus bedtime? In general, I would say you want to do more stimulating practices in the morning and more calming practices at bedtime. You don't want to like be, you know, uh, activating a bunch of strong yang chi before you go to bed. If I do qigong like with even within like a couple hours before going to bed, I won't be able to sleep because the energy gets so strong. But there are certain practices I will do before going to bed. Um, like the energy clearing practices we did at the beginning of this, I'll do things like that before going to bed because it's very calming. Uh, I'll do like calming breathing practices, relaxation. I like to do stretching, like yoga type practices before going to bed. In the morning, I do my full, full on intense, you know, two hour Qigong routine, Qigong meditation, really just blasting some chi through my body. Um, and that really gets me fired up for the day. So basically stimulate more stimulating, activating practices in the morning, more yang practices in the morning and more yin calming, sedating practices in the evening.
Okay, here's a question. How do practice? Okay, how do I practice semen retention while having sex with my girlfriend regularly? This is really what sexual kung fu is all about. Is you learn to separate orgasm from ejaculation. You learn not to ejaculate. Learn to con control your ejaculation. Learn to redirect that pressure that's generating the genitals instead of it leading to an ejaculation. It leads to this internal orgasmic experience, right? And that takes training. That's really what I'm talking about. You know, the whole thing with sexual kung fu is opening up channels in the body so that you redirect that arousal internally so that you can have long sex for long periods of time. You harness that energy that you're generating with your partner, store it within the body and learn to come to completion without ejaculating, at least not ejaculating every time. So, you know, you can ejaculate here and there. It's fine, especially if you're in a relationship, obviously. But um, yeah, you don't want to ejaculate every time you have sex. So that's really what sexual kung fu training is all about, is learning to have non-ejaculatory sex. So basically you're drawing the energy internally, drawing it through the body, absorbing that energy internally, and you won't ejaculate. And you'll actually be, you know, super charged up after sex. Slim Diesel says, why do people say semen retention instead of sperm retention? I mean, I don't know. It's just a vocabulary thing, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's the concept. It's more important than the words, I would say. B says, is it more, is it better to practice Qigong outside and how many poses? Okay. Uh, in general, I would definitely prefer to practice Qigong outside if the weather's, you know, reasonably nice. If it's like super freezing cold, it's not a good idea because you're going to actually drain the chi from your body. When your body gets cold, it is one, you know, you'll hear this in the classics a lot, the, the Chinese classics of energy cultivation. Also, if it's like super hot, you're standing in the sun on a hundred degree day or a, a, a 40 degree Celsius day for, you know, <laughs> um, it's going to deplete your energy too. So if the weather's nice, if it's like pleasant to be outside, then yeah, that's the best, like, you know, around some trees, out in nature. Um, what, what I do in the, in the nice seasons is I'll go to a park do my practice there. It's, it's so amazing, you know, because you're, you're out of your, out of your house, you're out of your normal routine, you're out in nature. It's very inspiring. It helps me go deeper into my practice. So I definitely prefer to practice in nature, but you know, wherever you do Qigong is great. And then how many poses do you usually do in practicing? Um, I mean, it depends on practicing and I will say it really doesn't matter. You can do a hundred poses, but if you don't have the internal, you know, Qi activation principles, then you're just doing an empty pose versus you can also do you know you can stand there in muji position if you really know how to get the energy going you can your pop your practice will be a hundred times better than that person who's doing 100 poses without really knowing how to activate the energy so this really comes down to understanding deeply the principles of qigong the principles of you know the physical energetic connection um which is really in-depth which is really an in-depth training that takes years to really develop right but having said that again it depends what i'm doing if I'm doing Tai Chi, there's what 37 practices in the Yang form I do. I'm learning another Tai Chi form as well. Um, when I'm doing my Zhan Zhuang flow, I do, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, at least five. Sometimes I'll do some Tai Chi posture too. So I do I do quite a few, but again, it really doesn't matter. Okay, here's a question from Rijan C. Paul says, I had trauma from a partner 
And now I'm with a new partner. I'm easily triggered and sensitive. Any advice? Okay. So you kind of like you had some, you know, negative experiences from a past relationship and you're kind of still kind of stuck on that, still hung up on that. And that's affecting your current relationship. This is extremely common. In fact, I would say it's more common for that to happen than not. So, you know, be compassionate with yourself, but I mean, it can be good to talk about these things with someone, right? Maybe that's with your partner. If you don't want to talk about it with your partner, it's okay, but um, it would maybe help them understand what's going on sometimes as well. But also, you know, talk about it with friends, talk about it with a therapist, have, have some way to express these things. That's very, very important, right? Um, again, w anything that helps you resolve incompletions, that's what traumas and these things we're carrying on to from the past. Um, it's something that we've experienced that never really came to completion. We were never, never able to really release these things from our field. Right. And so we're still carrying them around. So, I mean, this is really what, again, what I was talking about at the beginning of this video, clearing blockages, using that practice could be very helpful. Um, that's what sexual Kung Fu is all about is learning to clear these, these past blockages and traumas with energetic practices. That's what's been the most efficient for me is directly going in, removing the pattern from my energy body. And then it's like, Oh, I don't feel that anymore. You know? So, Work with qigong meditation self-development tools but also you know sometimes having external support can be very helpful whether that's a you know traditional counselor therapist or an energy healer all these all these tools i think would be very helpful for this The internet now, but primarily I like to, you know, do other things. Oh, lose my face, my Instagram connection again. There we go. Slim Dizul says, do you take any supplements to lucid dream? Not really. Um, I have in the past, but uh, the most, what I found the most efficient is just, you know, doing mind body practices, uh, improving focus meditation. I, I found much more helpful for lucid dreaming than any supplement, though I will say, I did experiment this a lot, you know, what, 10 years ago when I was really into lucid dreaming. Um, what is it? Calia Zacata Chichi. I think that's like the Mexican or the Mayan dream herb. That one, it definitely can make your dreams much more vivid and potent, but I found that it made me, for me, it made it hard to sleep when I took it. It was, it was interesting because it made me feel very drowsy, but I also had a hard time falling asleep. I also took the Silene, something Silene journeys of a dream. That's like a traditional kind of like divination dream herb. So that one's an interesting one. There's also galantamine, which is another common lucid dream supplement. Um, that gave me very weird, dark, very intense, vivid lucid dreams as well. But they were actually had this weird demonic, dark edge to them. It was, it was very strange. I'm not sure why that was. So I, I kind of, you know, now I, my lucid dream practice isn't super strong, but I, I often have them spontaneously. The other night I had, I was deep. I was in this interesting lucid dream experience where I was like flowing through walls and like I was on this like floating island city. But yeah, lucid dreaming is pretty phenomenal. Man, what is going on with my internet connection today? I upgraded my internet and it's it's not. All right, where are we at? 
B says, what time do you practice Qigong? Would it be better before or after the gym? I practice Qigong in the morning. So one of the first things I do in the morning is my you know two to three hour morning practice, pretty intense. Um, and then I do about an hour Qigong in the evening as well. Qigong, Tai Chi, you know, energy practices. Um, I like to do it before the gym personally, but it depends just because, you know, it's like leg day. It's, and I do Qigong right after leg, you know, I, I did a leg workout. I'm a little rubbery in the legs and it's harder to hold the postures, but after a few hours, I'm fine. So that's, that's my, um, practice regimen, I would say, but yeah, I like, to, I like to do Qigong. I like to do Qigong before the gym personally. <clears throat> Haritake for lucid dreaming. Yeah. Haritake is a good herb. I never found an herb that was like, yes, I take this, I have lucid dreaming. You know, again, I think the most uh, effective thing for that is just mind training, meditation training. Lamine Hargrove says, how many times a day do you recommend to training your lower Don Tien? Um, I'm not, I mean, I mean, times a day, it depends, just whatever you can do. But I recommend spending, if you're really serious about developing the Don Tien, I recommend doing at least 20, 30 minutes practice for it per day. More if you can, you know, I was doing an hour or more of Don Tian training when I was really serious about it. And I guess you could say even more than that because everything I'm doing now involves the Don Tian. But again, I would say 20, 30 minutes a day if you're really serious about it. But anything, you know, daily will be helpful. Okay, Mike Hill says, I am a new to senior retention. So uh, I think Qigong is a great practice. Check out my Qigong playlist on YouTube. That will help, you know, get your energy circulating, get everything moving. And microcosmic orbit, essential for practicing senior retention because you need a pathway to circulate the energy from or else it just kind of builds up there and becomes stagnant. So microcosmic orbit, unorgasmic breathing, which is working with the microcosmic orbit. I have videos of both of those. So check those out, you know, work, work with that. Yeah, you want to circulate that energy through the orbit. Tried it, and I feel like I got a kind of a just a deep relaxation. Man, what is going on with my internet today? Very strange. But it's supposed to be just like a deep relaxation type yoga, like you can do a theta state, I think, right? So instead, you've got a similar effect to Qigong practices. I mean, you know, all these tools. We're with the same energy, so you'll feel, you know, energetic activation. It's only one life force, and it takes many different forms. There's many, many, many different ways to cultivate it. Just kind of, you know, it depends what flavor you want. Johnny Blaze says, how often do you do Angeon method? Right now I'm doing... Uh, Two days on, what am I doing? I'm alternating between Angel Method 3 and Saber, the Saber method, which is a, a really good, been really good for me. So I do Angel Method 3 on one day, I do the Saber method the next day, I do Angel Method 3. The third day, I take a rest day, and then I do both of those on one day. And basically I'm cycling between those two. So that's been my, my current regimen with that. 
But in the past I was doing, I would do both of them on the same day, then take two rest days. So I would do that. So like three sessions a week would say, again, those, those of you, I've talked about this many times, but angel method is a phenomenal regimen basically for developing blood vessel growth in the penis, your penis, basically penis cardio. This never happens. There's usually more YouTube questions that I can catch up with. So I'm going to talk a little bit about something that's coming up. I'm going to be doing a masterclass on the pelvic floor in uh, coming up in the next few weeks. I'll be, you know, mentioning more about it. But basically, uh, I'm really excited for this. this is going to be I'm going to be sharing a practice, kind of a, a regimen you can use daily or several times a week to balance out the pelvic floor muscles. I'm understanding how serious of an issue this is for many, many men, and that this is actually something surprisingly a lot of men who are teaching sexual practices don't know that much about is the pelvic floor and how it really works and all the nuances of it. And most people are just saying, do Kegels, just tighten it, strengthen it. But for me, doing Kegels was actually making things much worse, it created all this hypertension within me, which is also spraying to like my hip. I was having like knee pain because all my hip stuff was tight and all this was kind of stemming from pelvic floor tension. So interesting, right? And um, so this class, and again, Pelvic floor hypertension leads to premature ejaculation. I would say that's the main cause of premature ejaculation. It can cause erection issues because when your pelvic muscles are constantly tight, they're requiring a lot of blood, pulling blood into them to hold that tension, which pulls blood out of your erection, right? Um, and it, it's often a result of stress. And, you know, so I've learned a lot about the pelvic floor in the past year, past couple of years, and I'm going to be sharing a lot of what I've learned and some really awesome routines for clearing this hypertension so you can overcome premature ejaculation, have better erections and just, you know, better uh, body awareness in general. So that's going to be coming up. That masterclass is going to be coming up in the next few weeks. I'll be announcing more about it, but really excited for that. Slim Diesel says, do you take citrulline? Uh, I do take a, it's a nitric oxide kind of stack. Uh, it's it's by, I think the company's called Biomes, different nitric oxide uh, supporting substances. <laughs> and yeah. Honestly, I haven't noticed a phenomenal difference from taking these things or not. Andrea Pillen says, what is the best method to learn about Tao and Taoist besides books? Uh, find a teacher. And again, like you say Tao and, and like Taoist Taoism. So is it like more the philosophical side of it? or the actual, like the practices, the Taoist practice, because there's, there's often there's like scholarly Taoism, but then there's the actual, you know, practice, like you're, you're doing Qigong, you're doing Taoist alchemy, right? So in that case, it's best to find a teacher, find someone who's teaching the stuff, study with them, I would say, and, you know, meditate, <laughs> develop your, your spiritual connection with everything around you. Eric Kryryliuk, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, says, have you ever had your testosterone levels checked during your practice of semen retention? And if so, did you notice any kind of increase? I've only had my, my testosterone blood work done once when I was actually feeling like it was low and it was a bit low. This was, I, I think it was, it was uh, last summer where I was, <laughs> I was in a period of tremendous stress and, and 
turbulence in my life and my testosterone lowered. And so I made some changes, got it back up. But I, uh, the, the thing with testosterone blood tests is they can be kind of inaccurate. And the best, I think the best indicator is your sex drive, your libido, your erection quality, if you're having morning wood and all these things. And, and again, I was talking about muscle testing. That's been my main way of seeing what's actually going on in my body because that's directly the body talking to you. Derek Trevino, no, I'm not using the wheel, just using Angel method. He designed this like penis exercise device. It's like a wheel with all these uh, like plastic rolling things on it. Basically it rolls, it, it's a device to like push massive amounts of blood through your penis, but you have to work up to being able to do that with the angio methods. <clears throat> Slim, Slim Diesel says, do you do Kegels daily? No, I completely stopped doing Kegels uh, back in September when some like pelvic floor tension was coming back to me. You know, I was just talking about this concept of, of pelvic floor tension. Um, and again, there's a, so much mi uh, misunderstanding, I will say, about male sexual health and especially especially the pelvic floor. Again, most people will say, yeah, just do Kegels, just do lots and lots of Kegels. It doesn't necessarily fix anything. And for many men, it actually makes things worse, right? The, the There's so much more to your pelvic floor than just squeezing you know, as if you were holding back urine. And what I found is that that can be a very inefficient practice. And again, make things must work, make things worse. So what I recommend is having a relaxed pelvic floor. Um, and that's what a relaxed and balanced pelvic floor. And that's what gave me the best results as far as, you know, ejaculation control, erection quality and things like that. Firegate says, do you enjoy organ meat? Yes, I do. Um, I haven't been having a lot recently, but I do try to get, you know, some pasture raised organ meats because they're super, super nutrient dense. I also take some supplements from, uh, what's the, what's the standard process, really great company. Um, some adrenal support stuff, which has different organs, animal organs in them. Derek says, how do you learn muscle testing? Sounds interesting. Um, I learned it through a program I was doing. Um, I, I was working in a clinic a bit with a doctor who actually uses it as one of his main tools for diagnosis and stuff. It was, it was fascinating. Um, look up, uh, what's it called? Kinesiology. Look up muscle testing. You know, you can learn more about it. Basically, the test not let her push it down. Connection's unstable. And so that kind of means like, okay, there's my standard i'm at a lock here and i'll take the item i'm testing or, or she'll ask a question well we actually use the feed as well but basically for like testing a food item right so i'll hold it and then she'll do it again and if it's not good for my body all of a sudden my arm will drop like i'll be weak all of a sudden right and if it's good it'll be strong and if and if it's strong then i'll turn sideways like this and she'll push again and if i'm strong like this it means it's like really really good for the body so the tissues lengthen or shorten. It's it's really trippy. And you say, show me no, it changes. So you establish your yes, no answers. And then you just, you internally think of the question and their body will literally shift and you get yes and no. It's, it's really trippy. It's cool. B says, how many different practices of meditation do you do them all every day or certain ones on certain days you have changed my life so much thank you awesome glad to hear that um i do qigong every day i do tai chi every day i do meditation every day i do some breath work every day i do yoga stretching every single day i hit i'm doing it every day 
Randy C. Paul says, I'm a bit new to this, but I don't have much time during the day. What's the best technique to do daily? It depends what your goal is. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Do you need more energy? Do you need to chill out more? Do you need more calmness in your life? Are you trying to develop your, your sexual abilities? But in general, I would say if I only had one thing to do, my personal preference would be what's called Jian Zhuang practice. I have a video of this on my YouTube channel, standing meditation. I would do Qigong basically, right? I think Qigong is overall, you know, gives you the most bang for your buck, but also just like, you know, some base, basic like breath work practices, you know, do some slow abdominal breathing for five or 10 minutes a day. That alone will be better than, than nothing else. Hey, Michael. Michael says, if you like standard process, try their med herb, medi herb called Valerian Complex. I tried it last night and it's a game changer for relaxing the nervous system. That's awesome. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that one out. I will say though, I've taken Valerian root in the past and it's had a very, it's, it's strange. It has the opposite effect on me that it's supposed to. It actually makes me feel agitated and kind of like nervous. Like every time I've taken Valerian root, I've had insomnia. It's very strange. I'm not sure why that is, but yeah, having said that though, I'll look into that one for sure. I've been taking, uh, I'll mention this, I've been taking Blue Lotus sometimes, which is uh, has many different compounds in it, but it's very relaxing. It's kind of a nice yin shen, definitely has some like kind of, you know, Lotus is obviously kind of a mystical plant. There's there's history of, you know, Buddhists using it, Egyptians using it, but that's something that I found very kind of calming and kind of shen opening as well. Randy C. Paul says, sexual ability because I meditate and do breath work. So my daily energy is fine. Just need more sexual control. Okay. So sexual control. Um, I would say practicing pelvic floor relaxation during sexual stimulation would be number one. Check out my ejaculation control course. There's great exercises in there, but basically learning to breathe during sex, uh, during self-stimulation and learning to keep the pelvic floor relaxed so that you're not squeezing every time your penis is being stimulated. You know, just starting with that, I think just basically holding relaxation during sexual stimulation would be a great thing to practice. And then you can kind of incorporate uh, circulating the sexual energy from there as well, but that's a, a solid foundation. Is why do most men date with women to only get sex? <laughs> why do men date women just to get sex? Well, this is kind of, you know, what, what men have been, this is kind of the result of porn conditioning and, you know, media portrayal in that it's all about sex. And when I was a teenager, this was, my was like, okay, get this girl and like try to get her to have sex. That's what it's all about. So a lot of it's just a big distortion of, human relationship. And again, just porn conditioning. Men, we learned about porn or we learned about sex through porn. So we're like, we, we spend our many years or maybe our whole lives trying to just repeat what we saw there. And um, again, this kind of comes down to that many men art and their sexual center. There's this blockage there. So 
so sex is something that's done purely just to kind of scratch an itch, this impulsive thing, right? So it's really just a, a disconnect, a collective disconnection that we have sexually. And this is a big thing that I want to, am trying to address with my work. The big thing that drives me is, is helping humanity kind of expand their sexual experience beyond just trying to like take something from someone, trying to scratch an itch and remember that sex can potentially be this tremendously healing experience. And, you know, it's about connection. It's about creation. All right, guys. Um, thanks everyone for joining. So there's no more questions coming in. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to be gone. Uh, I won't be going live for the next two weeks, next two Thursdays. I'm going to, I'm going on a little trip to Hawaii. Uh, it's going to be fun. And so yeah, it's coming up the pelvic floor masterclass. It's going to be awesome. Take care, guys. Thanks for joining, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast. Make sure you grab my free ejaculation control guide in the description and follow Sexual Kung Fu on Instagram and YouTube.